on FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before hello love hello there hello love good morning where in the world have you been so long I missed you so since you've been gone hello love we are glad that you are here with us this morning hello, round number two of the big gig for a Monday make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long Come in love Let me ask Randy You plan on staying for a while? Come think you'll in. stay for a while? Says oh. make, make yourself right at home Stay. <laughs> I feel right at home all the time yeah. uh, I'm Randy Chamberlain is here with us We're going to talk about Memories of Moundsville Coming up in a minute or two um, uh, Well, I'll ask I have stuff for you in a minute Bob, I have a, I have a text coming in for you, Bob Okay, I hope it's good news Frio Stack Auction Service text line I'm assuming this is referencing The auction that we just talked about Bob, mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in the artificial leg. Artificial leg? I might have missed that, Howard. Yeah, everyone needs an extra artificial leg around the <laughs> house. Have a spare around the house. Never I guess. when you need it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll so have to check into that. Check into that. But that apparently is one of the things that our uh, our listeners are concerned about, Bob. So. And they seem to feel like you would be the one to... Well, yeah, my hips aren't what they used to be, Howard, so yeah. <laughs> to get the information. 44 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 36 degrees at the Highlands, 30 degrees in my backyard in Elm Grove. What do we have here, pal? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a question, Howard. I, we dropped, uh, seriously, we, we dropped almost... Uh, we were at 37 last time we Yeah, checked. we're down to 30 here, so something ain't oh, right. I think so, our thermometer's broke. Randy, you, did you break our thermometer when you I came? I <laughs> And Randy, it was uh, kind of overcast outside this morning. It right? was right. when I came in. Yeah. A couple of days ago, one day last week, I said something about it was supposed to be overcast and then... Um, uh, I'll get closer to the microphone. Yeah, that's not the best mic, Randy. If you have to get really on that one, there you go. Uh, but I, I was saying that, you know, oh, I think it's going to be a cloudy day today, and I got all kinds of texts. Howard, you look outside, the sun's out today. Well, there's no window in here. All, all I can look at is Slider's smiling face. Yeah, that brings you can't me sunshine. Tell. That's, all I, that's all I got. And But do you, I listen, you're one of the good people. You understand what's important when you come to visit us. You know what that is? Bringing bringing treats. food, <laughs> bringing food. Yes, my wife baked uh, cookies the other day, a chocolate chip, and then she did molasses, which she had not done before, and they turned out like most of her stuff, pretty good. So, uh, brought you and Bob a little treat. All right. Well, we like treats. It always makes us feel feel good when we love get tre- treats. We do. We do. <laughs> we do love treats. I want to take thirty seconds to talk about one thing that has nothing to do with memories of Moundsville. Randy Chamberlain has is absolutely as wrong as he possibly can be as anybody in the world can be in his politics. <laughs> I mean, he's just, as far as I'm concerned, he's just absolutely, and yet somehow we managed to get along. Randy uh, never lets it never let it stand between friends. Yeah, it's it's everybody's got different views on virtually everything today, and uh, you know you just. Have your views and you, you know, go along. You know, I, I bring it up only because it's an issue I've been talking about a lot lately. Senator Manchin talked about it when he was with us recently. You know, why can't we all – I hate to sound like uh, Rodney King, but why can't we all get along? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not joking, but, I mean, I'm, I'm making it sound worse than this. I think you're wrong on a lot of the political things. So, yeah, you think I'm wrong. That's okay. You know, we, we, and life moves on and – and we, you still bring us cookies. It is not going to change our lives, I don't think. Right. So <laughs> I just, it, to me, that's important. I, I use the phrase all the time, why can't we agree disagreeably or disagree agreeably? Yeah, agree to disagree. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, <clears throat> no problem with that. I heard the senator with you the other day, and, you know, I always uh, thought him to be a voice of reason. Uh, that's how he always came across to me. Now, I don't necessarily agree either with everything he sure. stands for, but uh, he did always seem to be uh, a, a voice of calm in the storm. Yeah, and I think he's he's thinking long and hard about, I don't know if legacy is the right word, but where he is in his career and his life. You know, he, yeah. 
He really awakened me with when he started talking about QTL, quality of time left. <laughs> like, I heard him refer to that. Yes. I, it's a phrase I'd never heard, but now I think about it all the time. Quality of time left. <laughs> there comes a point in life, and I'm there, where you start to think about that, the quality of your time that you have left. Well, Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not promised another day, are we? Yeah, we are not. That's exactly right. Do the best we can today. All right, listen, I got a couple of texts for you. Before we get to Around the Mound, well, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. How it really took off, didn't it? That book, your book, a collection of articles that you had written for the Green, Green Tab? Echo. Echo, pardon me. I'm sorry. Echo, yeah. That's um, as, uh, with memories of Around the Mound, it really took off. Yeah, well, the column did, uh, to my amazement, and Charlie Walton, who's the publisher of The Echo, uh, when we met back in uh, the end of 2017 and early 2018, and I proposed this column around the mound, uh, along with uh, covering city council meetings, because I had been there before, um, and we ne- neither one knew what uh, was going to happen with that. But it did take off, and, you know, a lot of letters came in and emails, and people just began wherever I would. If I'd go to a restaurant, there'd be somebody coming over, (laughs) oh, I loved that last article or whatever, you know, and telling me, reminding me of something that I didn't remember, you know. So it uh, it was quite successful, and from it came the book. Just collected columns that you had written before. Yeah, pretty much. I uh, went through, we, we did the column for three years, 52 uh, columns a year. So, you know, we've got a, a good supply, but I tried to go through initially and select the ones, some of the ones that got the most response, the most reaction uh, from the people reading the column. For those who have not seen the book, and if you haven't, why not? You should get a copy of it. I meant to bring my copy in today because I always like to skim through it while you're here, but I left it on my desk at home. Um, a lot of it is actual memories of Moundsville, but a lot of it is sort of memories of the era as well, the era in which you grew up, I grew up. Yeah, that's the thing I've tried to uh, stress is it just doesn't uh, appeal to people who lived in Moundsville. The stories don't. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Bob, however, remembered to bring his book. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, it has a broad appeal. The stories most people can relate to. Uh, There are some Moundsville-specific stories, but um, most of the book can be uh, understood and and appreciated by virtually anyone, especially if you were of the greatest generation or the baby boom generation. Uh, I had never never noticed until now the the subtitle, Memories from Around the Mound, Tokens of a Thriving Town. Yeah, that wasn't my idea. David Deagle, who helped uh, with the book, um, he thought of that. And then in the back of the book, uh, as people will notice, I tried to compare 21st century Moundsville, all of the construction that's going on, more so than at any time in my lifetime in Moundsville today, with the new city building, the uh, new facade on the courthouse, the new Marshall County Health Department, and then some of the newer businesses, the new car wash that came to town and Holiday Inn Express, and just uh, so many uh, recent additions to our community, which is really nice. Aldi's has come to town. And, of course, we have a Duncan's now. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's uh, a comparison of 20th century versus 21st century. I like that part of your book, though, because we all, and God knows on this show we do it almost every day, we all love to reminisce we all appreciate nostalgia. We all like to look back on, especially the days of our youth, the when we were kids, when we were dating, that kind of time. Uh, last Friday, we did a segment on restaurants that are gone that you would miss. I heard that. It yep. was, I believe, probably the single largest number of texts I've gotten since we started talking. People love to do that. The fear, the danger with that is in living in the past. There's a difference between remembering the past and living in the past. You need to start thinking. That's why I like the fact that you show a lot of what Moundsville is like today. It's not the same Moundsville it was back then. No, it isn't. And, but it's important to, to look to the future as well. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of businesses that have been in Moundsville for a long time, like Ruttenberg's. Uh, they've been in town since 1930. Uh, that's a pretty good run you know, for a yeah. business today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of new things coming to town or coming into town uh, as we speak uh, to the North Plaza uh, that's been just totally renovated where Aldi's is located. So. Got a text here. Good morning, Howard. While you have Councilman Chamberlain on, would you please ask him, who is his favorite city manager? <laughs> Does that come from Rick Healy? How did you guess that? <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as favorites, uh, I worked with several. But I, I have said this to Rick, and I mean it sincerely. Rick does an outstanding job. We are very fortunate to have him. Uh, he's a hard worker, loves the city, loves his job. And, and honestly, I, I give him credit for being so effective and the most effective, actually, uh, city manager uh, that I ever worked with. Now, I worked with some good people, don't get me wrong, and that's not to disparage them, but, uh, but Rick's a real, he loves the job and you can tell. You're currently on city council. Yes. Uh, you have been, you had been mayor at one point, you've been on council in the past, you were off, now you're back on. Um, something you think you'll keep on doing? Stay on, would you like to stay on council or have you oh, run your, Rick, I don't want to talk politics here, but I just, I'm just curious. <laughs> Rick, have you? Rick asked that question of me, uh, uh, maybe a week ago or so. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not being coy about that. Uh, I'll be 78 come September. Uh, I still enjoy working, doing things for the city and helping people where we can. So we'll see as we get closer to it. But uh, it's something I've always enjoyed. Uh, went back the first time was 1975, and I ran again wow. in, in 79 and won. Uh, 83, I set out, uh, went back on in 85. And uh, so then this, this really came kind of late in life. But, <laughs> but I do enjoy it. I enjoy it. All right. Well, I didn't want to put you on the spot. I just was curious. All right. I got a couple more questions for you from the listeners. Sure. We'll do that in a minute. Right now it's 820, 20 after the hour. Randy uh, Chamberlain is here with us this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Memories from around the mound. You may have got a copy of it for yourself. And if not, you should. They're available, still available at some local businesses, right? Yes. Oh, if we have time, I'll we'll run share those. Okay. Yeah. And also you can get it at uh, Amazon. Amazon, for, yes. As yeah. well. Uh, but we'll talk about and then we'll talk about a few of the chapters and sure. have some fun re reminiscing a bit in a minute or two. It's 821 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4444. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168 or visit frioandstack.com Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania Frio and Stack Auction Service We sell the earth and everything on it He has his say, you can have yours Text us or call us and join the conversation This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe Brought to you by WVU Medicine Tell me why I don't like Mondays. 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 T
823 on the Watchdog Morning Show. As always, Slider and I are eating again. What do you Delicious, got Randy. <laughs> yeah, Randy's wife made um, uh, chocolate chip co- and molasses cookie. I love them. These are really good. I have not had molasses cookies for a long time. Nancy used to make them. She hasn't made one for a good while. Oh, good. No, no, work for me. Enjoy. It's very, very good here. Tell her we said thank you very much. When uh, Randy so was in the business, he probably didn't eat on the radio like we do, Howard. No. When there was a, a public service program on that ran 15 minutes and it was the middle of the night, you know, like 3 a.m. in the morning or whatever, yeah. I would go down to the 16th Street newsstand and grab some goodies. Yeah. yeah. Randy, off the text line again, a couple of questions for you. This has to be somebody who knows you or else I'm going to get in trouble. As long as it's not from my wife. Uh, Howard, will you please ask Randy Chamberlain if he ever had French fries with gravy in a bag from Bob's, Bob's Lunch? I've had their French fries and gravy. Um, I can't remember in a bag. I don't know what that's all about either. I never had it in a bag. I had it uh, on a plate, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's long been a favorite of people who go there. I've, I've gotten into French fries and gravy everywhere anymore. I order yeah. French fries with gravy. It's about every place. Yeah. I don't know. That's only been a new recent thing for me. But, man, I just I love French fries and gravy. Yeah. Did Randy ever have his hair cut by a prisoner at the prison? <laughs> Uh, no, no, I didn't. I, I uh, knew a number of people who worked there, but I I never ventured in there. The closest was Don Stout's barber shop, and Don was right adjacent. His his shop was right adjacent to the prison, and he uh, taught art uh, to the prisoners. He was an artist, and uh, what? Sorry, that's right. He uh, he taught art uh, to the prisoners, and uh, just a super nice guy. He's gone now, but. Don Stout had a barbershop right next door to the prison. The prison was an interesting place when it was here. I mean, we tend to think of the the crisis times, you know, the the breakouts and and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was I was in there a couple of times, broadcast from there a couple of times. Um, I forget sometimes that um, people even in prison are actually still human beings i found some of them to be very interesting very creative you know i mean look they're criminals make no mistake about it but i found it interesting to be inside there yeah it's uh you know there's a lot of stories that go with the prison uh the electrocutions when old sparky was being used uh i remember the breakout where we lost a a state trooper um years ago the hostage situation that uh when governor moore was governor um, so there's a lot of history there about the the prison. But we tend to t- we tend to think when we think about the prison of those kinds of things because mm-hmm. that's that's most of the big headlines. But but I found you know there are people living their lives in there. Again, I'm not trying to alibi them away at all. But but they were human beings living their lives in the prison. I found some of them to be quite interesting. I worked with a didn't work with them. I uh, had a crew when we were trying to restore the old Spur Memorial Playground, which is referenced in the book. Uh, we had a crew of inmates who came over and did a phenomenal job in the restoration of that playground. Uh, maybe five or six of them. Now every now and then they'd stump their toe because <laughs> <laughs> I would get a call and we're looking for a particular. Uh, item that they had over at the prison and it didn't come back <laughs> and on that one particular occasion they, they found that item that tool a uh, very expensive tool they found it under uh, in a bag under a pile of pine needles under one of the pine trees that was on the playground that were on the playground and uh, so they traced it back to the inmate that had made an arrangement with someone on the outside to come in at night and pick that pick it pool up. up. Yeah. Wow. You know, so we never saw that man again. Never saw <laughs> <laughs> the end of that. Finally, off this text at 304-214-1600, did Randy ever play basketball against the prisoners of the prison? No, uh, I did not. I know they had softball teams. They had boxing inside. Um, the only thing that I ever did like that was we played the Harlem Globetrotters, a bunch of disc jockeys from our station in Moundsville. 1370. 1370, yeah. Uh, the Harlem Globetrotters were coming to the field house, and they asked us to put together a team. Most disc jockeys are not 
uh, sports oriented. Really? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I don't. I'm, I would never have noticed that. But we we managed to go out and embarrass ourselves against the Globetrotters. It was kind of fun. It was fun. And we played donkey basketball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Those are some questions the listeners had for you over the text line. I don't know what prompted them, but <laughs> nonetheless, there they are. Uh, if any of the rest of you have actual questions for Randy Chamberlain, you can do that too. 304-214-1600. Check into the newsroom coming up next, and then uh, we'll talk more about memories from around the mound. Uh, uh, we had uh, briefly talked last time you hear about service stations, filling stations, how those yeah. things were a big deal. Uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe even Superman. I loved Superman. Yeah, I the did Adventures too. of Superman. <laughs> Look up in the sky. I'm trying so hard to get my grandson to watch the original yeah. 1950s version. Yeah. It doesn't work for kids today, I guess, but, <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that coming up. Randy Chamberlain is here. It's 8.30 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Taylor Long is also here from the Ohio Valley Newsroom of WTRF-TV. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Tither Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 26th. Starting in Hancock County this morning, if you're planning to drive over the Jennings-Randolph Bridge, you might run into some delays this week. Officials with the WVDOH say a portion of U.S. Route 30, both east and westbound lanes on the Jennings-Randolph Bridge, will be reduced to one lane beginning this Wednesday and continuing through Sunday, March 31st. The lane restrictions are necessary for bridge maintenance. Drivers are being reminded to reduce speed and expect delays. Now over to Harrison County, 7 News is your local election headquarters. There's talk of a new levy that could help support the growing services of the health department. The commission has given the green light to a resolution for extra funding, but this is just the beginning. Next, the county auditor needs to certify it, and then it's off to the Board of Elections. The commission members believe this increase is crucial to keep the current services running smoothly. Now officials hope to have the levy on the November ballot. Euphoric Donuts had a fantastic start, selling out during their soft launch. The buzz is building as more people are stopping by, all leading up to the grand opening on March 10th. You can treat yourself to some unique flavors like Biscoff cookie butter, raspberry cheesecake, and the timeless classic, Glaze, of course. Cameron Mitchell, the proud owner, is soaking up the learning experience and is excited about the future of his gourmet donut shop. From 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. on March 10th, Euphoric Donuts will have their ribbon-cutting ceremony. Giveaways and special flavor donuts will be featured at the grand opening. It's an event you do not want to miss. And Wheeling Heritage and the YWCA had a cool invite for you this weekend to join them in celebration of rhythm and rhyme. They hosted a hip-hop, a black tie affair, a nod to the vibrant creativity that MCs and DJs have been sparking for almost half a century. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, Choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of presents itself for West Virginia in Manhattan, Kansas tonight as the Mountaineers go for a season split against the Wildcats. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WV Athletics. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restriction supply, see site for details. Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
The Mountaineer basketball team will try to get back onto the winning track this evening in Manhattan, Kansas, as they meet up against the Wildcats of Kansas State. K-State coming off of a victory back on Saturday over BYU at Bramlage Coliseum. Meanwhile, West Virginia enters into the game after a tough, hard-fought loss on Saturday against Iowa State. Cyclones defeating the Mountaineers by a score of 71-64. to It looked as though Iowa State was going to be on its way to an easy victory. They led WVU by 10 points in the halftime break, but West Virginia battled back and took the lead with just over nine minutes to go. 51-50 to on a Kobe Johnson three-pointer, and then West Virginia just went ice cold. Turnovers were the story of the entire game. WVU turned the ball over 23 times, which produced 29 of Iowa State's 71 points. Those turnovers also allowed Iowa State to take 14 more shots at the basket. West Virginia ended the game shooting better from the field, better from three, and better from the foul line, but the turnovers took their toll. West Virginia had balanced scoring, five players scoring nine or more. WVU with Kerr Carice and Kobe Johnson each scoring 12, an 11-point game for Quinn Slazinski, 10-point game for Jesse Edwards, and Raekwon Battle finished up with nine. 71-64 was the final. Tonight, West Virginia goes for the victory over Kansas State. They'll try to avenge an earlier loss this season in Morgantown against the Wildcats. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. HP Excavating and Septic Cleaning has been serving the Ohio Valley for 48 years, offering septic, plumbing, repair, insulation, and excavation work. Don't let just any company work on your septic system. Call us today at 304-242-7443. Our number one business is your number two. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Six twenty-four till the hour. Watchdog Morning Show. It's a Monday morning. Coming up next hour, Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott, who is running for the Democratic nomination. For the U.S. Senate seat currently being held by Joe Manchin, uh, Glenn tells me over the weekend that he's preparing to start sort of an extensive statewide tour, trying to get his name out to the rest of the state before he heads out to do that. We'll talk to him this morning on the show how the uh, Democratic senatorial campaign is going. Then also coming up next hour, Amelia Nicely coming in from West Virginia Watch, one of the new online newspapers uh, in West Virginia. Uh, she's been writing about the legislature. We'll talk about their decision to uh, allow concealed carry in classrooms uh, in West Virginia. But right now we're talking about um, memories of Moundsville and memories of different days. Uh, Randy Chamberlain is here with us, Moundsville businessman, author. Memories from Around the Mound is the book that he put uh, some collected columns together in and became very popular during the holiday season. You thinking about a second one? Yes. Yeah. It won't be until uh, 2025, just because of the time that it takes. We're still working, promoting this book, uh, a couple speaking engagements coming up to a couple civic organizations. Um, so we'll be promoting this book for several more months as far as, you know, doing, getting out and talking to people, different clubs and so forth. I, I said earlier, the book has a lot of, of Moundsville-specific memories in it, which is fun. But a lot of it is just almost era, memories of a certain era. Uh, Bob and I were talking not too long ago about the days of, and kids today don't even know what I'm talking about, service stations. You know, they now we have gas stations. Really what we have are supermarkets that's, that sometimes pump sell gases as well. But I, when I tell the kids that um, – the, the, the people would come running out to your car. You'd roll the window down, say, fill her up. They'd open the hood. I mean, the days of the service station, were, those were great days. Well, they had – yeah, they were. They, I think today they might have trouble getting uh, young people to, yeah. to do that, to pump gas. But, uh, yeah, you know, you pulled in. There was usually a rubber hose that rang a bell, Ding! if you remember that. I remember <laughs> it well. And uh, – <laughs> And, and that alerted the uh, people, if they weren't noticing the traffic coming through, that, that, that there was a car there at the pump. And they would come out. And, you know, usually they would, as you put your window down, they would say, fill her up. Yeah. You know, because that's what they would like to do. They wanted to <laughs> fill her up. Yeah. yeah. Fill her up. And then uh, 
But while you were sitting there, as they filled the, the uh, gas tank, uh, they washed your windshield or cleaned your windshield, checked your oil, checked your battery, checked everything under the hood, yeah, yeah. tire pressure, yeah. added water, fluids didn't, you know. Uh, that was service. I mean, that really was. And uh, there was no uh, automation, of course, when they developed the gas pump that would take your credit card then a lot of jobs went by the wayside. You know, it's self-serve now. And, it, it was um, – <clears throat> I, I have this vivid memory. I, we talked about this on a show recently. My dad, God rest his soul, pulling up to a gas station in Wheeling, a service station, and asking for, uh, give me a dollar's worth of regular. You know, <laughs> I mean, what would a dollar's worth of anything get, get you today? But I remember him rolling the window. Just give me a dollar's worth of regular. That yeah. that might have been three or four gallons back then. That would have got us around <laughs> town a few times, you know. I mean, it's it's amazing how things have changed. Part of the problem, part of the difficulty is that sir, the gas the gas is not, there's no profit margin in gas anymore at the gas stations for the individual. Yeah, it, it it's, they well, they relied a lot of them on on service. They did mechanical work, right? And, and that has changed too, because with the technology of the new automobile, most of those uh, shops, and we have still a few in Moundsville, and they do good work. Uh, but if it gets into uh, a, all the computers stuff that's in the cars today, you you know they have to have something to uh, plug into your car to try to determine what is wrong. And then the technology, as it advances, that means every year they have to do yeah. an upgrade. And it's just really hard for them to to do that. The so-called shade tree mechanics are kind of fading away a little <laughs> bit. You don't have as many shade tree mechanics as you used to. No, nowhere near that. Um, we probably had as many, uh, not as many uh, service stations as uh, grocery stores, mom and pop grocery stores. But I would expect uh, back in 1960, we probably had... 2025 service stations uh, spread around Moundsville. Oh, yeah. They were all over the place. Man, look at this. Everybody's bringing us stuff. My lovely wife has come in here. Wow. And it is terrific, Howard. Thank you so much. Warm hot chocolate with your cookies, Howard. Honey, I would like to suggest something to you, just uh, since you're here, if you don't mind. Randy's wife made some molasses cookies. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just remembering how you used to make some good molasses cookies. You haven't done that for a while. We'll give it a shot. I'm just thinking. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to make more work for you. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Is it yes. good, Bob? You took a sip already, huh? I'm gonna take a sip of this. Bless her heart. She probably just want to come in oh. and see the. She want to come in and see the famous Randy Chamberlain. Probably did she that's really? What that's, <laughs> that's probably what it was. Oh, that's awful good. I think it's peppermint, maybe. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Bless her heart. If you're just tuning in, this is actually a radio show. It's not uh, just Howard and Bob and Randy at, at the dinner table. But uh, anyways, uh, all right. Thank you, boy. I, yeah, we got was... cookies. Bob, we got cookies. We got hot chocolate. What a morning this is. I am full now, Howard. I'm going to have to uh, move my lunch uh, back a little bit now between <laughs> the cookies from Randy and the hot chocolate from Nancy. Let's go back talking about service stations for a minute, though. Yeah. Um, I, you may, I never thought about it when you started talking about this. Part of the, there's more important reasons than this that we don't have those kind of service stations anymore. But but you're right, it probably will be hard to get young people today to do that. That was a great job for young kids at the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just hosing out the bays and, and just doing the kind, those kind of things, uh, pumping gas. I mean, yeah, they, they, those were good. And it was a, a bit of an apprenticeship, as you, you know, small absolutely. A apprenticeship, as you point out, that these, these kids would work at the service station, but also then we get to tinker with the cars sure. when they brought them in and so on. You know, the other unique thing about the service stations back then, they all had a name in front of them that was the family name. Mm-hmm. In Moundsville, we had Signs Exxon. We had Goddard's, well, it was Esso back then, but it was yeah, we, had so, Go- right. we had Goddard's Esso, uh, Barker's Quaker State, uh, on and on. I mean, almost every service station had the owner's name in front of the brand of gas they sold. In Elm Grove, uh, Bob, you remember Vanneman's Gas Station? Do you remember that? I do, yes. Yeah, that was on the corner there where actually the medicine shop is now, I think, where that miserable work is going to get done on the Stone Arch Bridge. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> Any day now. Um, yeah, you're right. It, it was always sort of the, the family name was, was attached to it. Much like the grocery store. The neighborhood mom-and-pop grocery store was similar. You know, yeah. 
And they were true mom and pop grocery stores. Oh, they, they were. They weren't a branch of something else. They were just. I mean, at least my understanding is, you know, Reds was across the uh, up the street when I lived, grew up in Elm Grove, and uh, it was called Reds, just a neighborhood grocery yeah. store. I assume that Red went out and got his own stuff. You know, went out yeah. and bought the Campbell <laughs> soup. But I don't think he. Well, we had. I know when I had the grocery store that I was involved in, that I had worked in as a teenager, and later became a part owner of it. We had uh, Wheeling Wholesale uh, brought the groceries to us. We had Midland out of uh, Parkersburg that came to Moundsville with canned, different canned goods. Uh, so there were several suppliers to the neighborhood grocery stores, but because you had so many of them, yeah, it was profitable. You know, yeah. Again, at one time they were on almost every street corner. Oh, they were. We had over a hundred in Moundsville. Um, I forgot about. Um, and the building is still there. New Martinsville had a grocery uh, st- uh, building or uh, company that sold groceries to grocery stores. Yeah, Bob, do you remember the neighborhood groceries? I don't remember the grocery stores as much as I remember the gas stations. You know, I can remember when Elm Grove had a lot of gas stations. Oh, yeah. And what I can remember, it seemed like we never had one in particular we went where they were doing the best promotion. Uh, back then, if you filled up, they would give you a give gift. Give you something, that's right. Give yeah. you something. And I remember the Amico, that would have been 1971 there in Elm Grove, where the uh, pharmacy is now. They gave real nice colored pictures of the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Pirates. <laughs> so that's where we filled up. If you filled up. Because you could get the. They would give you a gift, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. they come out and say, fill her up. And if you fill her up, we get you get a gift. Man, those days are gone. Banks are the same thing. You don't you don't get stuff from banks anymore. And some gave stamps, trading stamps. Oh yeah, remember the old S and H green stamps. Yeah, yeah. and plaid. What was there a plaid plaid? Yeah, something. something. Yeah, <laughs> I remember collecting those. Well, I, I don't remember collecting them myself. Yeah, but I remember my parents collecting them. I remember taking oh. them to in in this area. There was a redemption center up in Warwood. Yeah, and you would take yes. you take your books full of green stamps, <laughs> and then you know for so many books you could get yeah, such yeah. so many gifts. The first scratch offs I can remember. I think the Sunoco there in uh, Tridelphia had a promotion where it wasn't I don't it wasn't gambling or they wouldn't have been able to do it, but they gave you a car like a scratch off where you could win or you would put the the front of the car with the back of the car. Oh, yeah, you would yeah. you would win a prize, maybe a fill if, up if you yeah. made a full car. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. that's the first scratch-offs I can remember. Well, just those are the days where you could trust your car to the man who wears the star, the big, bright Texaco star. Very good. Those were those those were the old days. Uh, 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Memories from around the mound. Randy Chamberlain's uh, collected columns from uh, the uh, uh, Moundsville Echo. And we'll talk more about that coming up in a minute or two here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Folks across the Midwest are rushing to save big money at Menards and get 11% off everything. Hmm, now that I think about it, my recording studio does need a bit of an upgrade. I better hurry up and finish this read. Hurry in to get started on those big projects and save big money with 11% off everything at Menards. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Honey, I'm heading out to Menards. Save big money at Attention Ohio Valley neighbors. Are you ready to embark on a journey to find your perfect home sweet home? Meet Kelly Kent, your trusted companion in the world of real estate. Step into a world of reliability, trustworthiness, and integrity as Kelly takes you by the hand to explore the possibilities waiting for you in the Ohio Valley. Kelly Kent isn't just a salesperson slash realtor. She's a devoted community member dedicated to enhancing the lives of her neighbors. With a heart for service and a passion for creating lasting connections, Kelly is here to make your real estate dreams come true. Do you have an elderly family member looking to downsize? Kelly specializes in seniors' real estate, ensuring a seamless transition to a home that suits your loved one's lifestyle and needs. Kelly Kent understands that a home is more than just four walls. It's a place where memories are made and dreams come alive. Kelly Kent, turning keys, opening doors, and welcoming you to the home you've always imagined. Call today and let the journey begin. Call 304-559-8501. This is Kelly Kent from Cannon & Cannon Realtors. Robert D. Kennan Broker, and I just want to say, let's go Knights. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was looking to switch careers. I wanted the highest quality, but most affordable option for a degree. No matter where you are in life, West Virginia Northern Community College can make your dream of a college degree a reality. With over half of our students being first-generation college students and free tuition for many programs, Northern is the right choice for you. 
I can go to college. West Virginia Northern Community College. You belong here. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Monday, Monday. So good to me. Ten to the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show for a Monday. Randy Chamberlain here with us. Uh, we invite him back from time to time to talk about memories of Moundsville in his book, Memories from Around the Mound, Collected Columns from his uh, column in the uh, in the um, Daily Echo. Um, still available at many local businesses, particularly in Moundsville, and also online at Amazon.com if you're interested. Where, where all can you find the book? If, is, it, is it still available in some of the places? Oh, yeah. We have, I call them book partners. Okay. And uh, it helps them. Uh, they profit a little bit by it, but it helps me too. <laughs> uh, Frame and Fortunes on Jefferson Avenue, Greg's Market on Eastern 4th Street, Marshall County Co-op, Moundsville Daily Echo, Moundsville Pharmacy, Prima Marina is a new one, uh, Ruttenberg's, and then we have a location now in, in uh, Wheeling at Valley Cheese uh, in the uh, Wheeling Center Market. Center Market. Yeah. So uh, that's helped, too, by getting it out into a number of different locations. You know. um, it, it, I knew one. Has this done better than you thought it would? Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you. No <laughs> hesitation. <laughs> there. No hesitation. The column did better than I thought it would do and Charlie thought it would do. But I was amazed by the number of letters. People still write letters that came in and uh, the emails. Uh, so, yeah, it, it really took off. And, you know, and then I, I think I shared with you or your audience the uh, uh, email that I received from Connie Francis. Uh, there's a story in the book about her career. And uh, she had a, <clears throat> a problem or a uh, I shouldn't say it a problem. She she was the victim of a sexual assault mm. uh, at the height of her popularity. And uh, it left her, as one could imagine, traumatized, uh, depressed. Uh, she had a really rough struggle to get back on track. And her longtime friend, Dick Clark, stood by her, you know, all that time and was instrumental in getting her back, uh, making public appearances again. But um, she sent me a very nice uh, email, and I, you know, the first thing that went through my mind is, well, how in the world did she get the story? That's what's running through my (laughs) mind. How in the world did she get the story? She lives in New Jersey, and a friend of hers who once lived in Moundsville uh, got the echo through the mail, received the echo through the mail, and she saw the story about her friend Connie Francis, and she gave it to her. Really? Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. It is. That is real cool. <laughs> that is really pretty cool. It was, and she just thanked me for the accuracy of the story of her life. Uh, very appreciative of that. In fact, that gives me an idea. If if you find yourself running out of things to write about Moundsville, how about this for a title? The big hitters of Glendale: George Brett, Brad Paisley, Arch Moore, Rick Healy. You know what I'm saying? Some real big hitters there from Glendale. Rick Rick was in Glendale at one time. I believe he's I believe he's born and raised in Glendale. Yes, really. Well, I've just lost. Well, no. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a name, native Moundsvillean. Moundsvillean. Do you have some thoughts? I, I know you you said you're thinking about another. Not thinking about. You're working on another edition of this. These are collected columns. You're not writing new ones. You're collecting columns from days gone by. Do you have some thoughts on what you might be putting into the next one? Uh, not yet. Um, it's it's they're all rewritten for the book. The, their uh, information is added from what was in the newspaper because we we had some limitations there as to how, right. how long the column could be, but um, yeah, we're we're thinking about that. I actually uh, committed to a children's book. It's something I've wanted to do. Really, we enjoyed reading children's books to our children and our grandchildren, and that's something that I've wanted to focus on so this year uh that's going to be a little bit of my focus to try to get a children's book together so i i I mean i know you did the column and and wrote council stories and so on but i I don't think of you as a writer is that something you can you want to be you consider well obviously you are now but you you can is that something that's been in your head i think that came to me through my grandmother uh my grandmother loved to write and she wrote poems uh very nice poems and uh 
So maybe it came from her. I don't know. But I do like, enjoy writing. I've always wanted to, do, to write a children's book. I, I think I'm pretty good at, I tell, I told my kids and now my grandson, stories. I make up characters mm-hmm. and we have stories that we talk about at night. But I've never been able to figure out how to properly transfer that into a, into a book. I think I, it's something I, it is, I won't call it bucket list, but it's always in the back of my mind, something I, one of these days I want to sit down and do that. When I was a boy growing up, there was a collection of children's stories in a book that has since gotten away from me, I, I regret to say. But uh, a favorite of mine was Peter Puppy Finds a Home, you know. <laughs> okay. And it, 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 there were two stories in there about this little dog named Peter. And uh, so I, I had read it so many times, even though I no longer had the book, I could recite it to my children, our children. Yeah. And that, that became their favorite story, you know, bedtime story. You know, Dad, tell us Peter Puppy finds a home, you know. Yeah. So. I always created new characters for my kids when I was, when they were, when my kids were kids. And the same characters I've continued with, with my, uh, uh, my grandson. Um, Galunky was the, uh, the, he was a monster okay. who wasn't ugly. <laughs> and so therefore all the other monsters wouldn't allow him to, to play with them because yeah. he was he was a nice looking monster. Oh, so we had the whole I that that went on for years. Every yeah. night it'd be a different installment of that. And uh, I, I always talked talk, told him about uh, Nigglemeyer, the baloney man. He's the baloney man, the baloney man. Nigglemeyer, the baloney man. He lived in the land of lunch meat. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's one, a good, one day I'm going to turn these things into great imagination. Yeah, that's, that's 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 what it takes. You you hit in this uh, in your current edition, the first edition of Around the Mound, uh, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Superman: The Adventures oh, yeah. of Superman, back in the 1950s. And some of those were uh, done in color, yeah. as you know. Uh, the original ones were black and white, but yep. then they did uh, some color ones. Uh, another show that was done in color that you know you still see today was the Cisco Kid. Somebody God, knew. There's one that, I forgot about. Yeah. Somebody knew that at some point down the road, having them colored prints or have colored prints would be of an asset. Yeah. You know, so most of the older westerns are in black and white, as you know, but some of them had the vision to see the future and but yeah superman was my favorite action show back in the day when it came on and i'll always no matter who does superman in the movies i always think of george compared reeves. to george reeves yeah, yeah as the superman you yeah know. yeah he was he was he was were you a superman watcher bob not your no, not, not up your uh, just a little bit uh, before my time. I, I mean, I remember being in syndication when I was l- looking to change the channel because it just didn't work for me. <laughs> it yeah. always came on on television. Um, I actually don't know what network it was or what station it was. Probably Channel Seven because that's all I watched mm-hmm. basically. It always came on right after Days of Our Lives. I think one of the soap operas. So I always got to watch a few minutes of a soap opera because I was I was right there, ready to watch Superman, and I always got to see the last few minutes of the soap opera. You know the best thing that ever came out of that show? What was it? Art Rooney. That's where he got his nickname, The Chief. Really? His boys loved that show just like you and Randy. Yeah. And uh, what was Perry White? Perry White. Perry White. He was, he, they yeah. called him The Chief. Yeah. So they called their dad Chief, and it oh, stuck. I that, did That's not how know he that. got the name, yes. And if you look at him, Art Rooney – Kind of resembled him, didn't he, a little bit? he did. He did, yeah. Perry White, he did resemble him, I thought, too. Uh, Talking about, old first place, a little tidbit that I know about colorization of TV shows. Perry Mason, which my wife and I watch a lot of the old Perry Masons, they only did one color episode. And right at the very end of the run of Perry Mason, it was an experiment. They did one episode in color. Then they went back to black and white, and shortly thereafter, the show was off the air, so they, there's, if out there, there's only one color episode <laughs> of uh, Perry Mason. The rest are all in black and white. We saw a lot of that in the in the 50s, and well, particularly in the 60s, where Andy Griffith, such a popular right. show, started out in black and white, and then at the end was in color. Yeah, yep, it was. Um, well, the trend the trend had, had come. Yep. Um, I was going to say something else about um, that, and. He's old, Randy. <laughs> George Reeves' uh, life ended tragically, yes, as did. you recall. He, uh, they, well, it's still disputed as to right. how he died, but uh, some say it was suicide, suicide, and others say they're not so sure about that. But wasn't um, there a movie or a made about there was. about that part of about George Reeves and the the questions about his his yeah. death? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Anyways, these are some of the fun things that you'll find in Memories from Around the Mound, Tokens of a Thriving Town uh, by Randy Chamberlain, still available in many of the stores that Randy mentioned and also online at Amazon.com if you could do it that way. Uh, It's a fun book. It's the kind of thing you just pull out, open up, read a couple of memories and reminisce a little bit. And uh, Randy, we'll have you back again to reminisce about some more of them as time goes by. I appreciate it. Always enjoy talking to you. Thanks a lot. Always enjoy being here, Howard. Just about 9 o'clock, ABC is covering the world next. Uh, After uh, the ABC newscast, Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott, who is going to have to take his hat of mayor off and start putting on the hat of U.S. Senate candidate. He is running for the Democratic nomination for the U.S. Senate seat. And he told me he's about to begin a more extensive statewide tour to get people elsewhere in the state to be familiar with him. So we'll talk about his kickoff, if you will, to his senatorial campaign coming up next hour. And then later in the hour, Amelia Nicely will join us, and she is from West Virginia Watch, one of the online newspapers. We'll talk about some of the things that are pending in the legislature in Charleston. Right now, though, it's 9 o'clock, and ABC covers the world. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. Beginning at the Supreme Court an hour from now, arguments over how much power social media companies have to regulate political speech on their platforms. ABC's Terry Moran is at the High Court with more. These two cases, one from Texas and one from Florida, are being called the most important First Amendment cases of the Internet era. The justices are being asked to decide and set the terms of free speech online for decades. And it starts with the attack on the Capitol on January 6th and the decision by Facebook and Twitter, now known as X and YouTube and Instagram, to ban President Donald Trump from their platform. Republicans say the social media